Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Twins and Diamondbacks from Phoenix tonight. Our pregame at 8.30. Chris Atterbury, first pitch after 9 o'clock here in the home of the Twins. Dylan Bundy trying to get on track tonight. Twins dropped one seven to 7-2 last night. We'll have more on that a little bit later on in the hour. Doe Young Park will join us, covers the Twins for MLB.com. Right now, a huge event on the fairgrounds. Uh, the, the biggest event on the fairgrounds this side of the state fair, back to the 50s, is back. Uh, weather was great on Friday. A uh, little windy today, but still good for back to the 50s. And uh, Wally Burchill joins us. Uh, he is a member of the board of the Minnesota Street Route Association. And Wally, uh, you got to be thrilled with the weather again today. It turned out great. The weather has been really nice. A little bit of the breeze we've had blowing through the trees has kept it cooler. Yesterday, the sun was a lot more intense, and we're looking forward to a good day tomorrow. Yeah, and uh, every year, I, I, man, for many years, CCO Radio was out of back to the 50s, and due to COVID, et cetera, we've, we've stepped away. We'd love to get back out there in 2023. How, how many cars are participating? Because it's, it's always an incredible number. This year, our car, not, our car count is 9,919, so we just missed the 10,000 mark. Yeah, but it, it, it's still extraordinary, and I would assume all over the country is represented as well. It is, and outside of the country also. It's a real yeah. diverse group. Now, people hear back to the 50s, but you go all the way up to what year? A vehicle. 1964 are the newest vehicles in the show. Okay, so the year I was born, uh, 1964 uh, and, and older. And and this is uh, everything under the sun. I mean, it, it is, I, I, I call it uh, rolling art because the work that is put into these vehicles is extraordinary. Oh, it is. I mean, you go from everything from restorations to Customized cars, street rods, you've got all kinds of cars that have been put together by people that are described as rat rods, which are really evolving into a whole new area of their own. Um, trucks and large vehicles, a little bit of everything out here. It's really amazing. Every color in the rainbow. Yeah, labor of love. Uh, uh, Wally, you've probably had a lot of cars over the years. What's your favorite? I'd have to say the one that we've had the most fun with is a 1913 Overland Touring car that we have. A crank starts kind of like driving your tractor down the road. But my favorite <laughs> is my 1966 Corvette Coupe. All right, but not eligible for the show. Nope, that one isn't. 
but yeah. the team could be here. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, I've got a next-door neighbor uh, who's a big Studebaker guy, and he's somewhere on the ground. So uh, you, you really got them all. And uh, the, the fun continues tonight, and then again uh, tomorrow on Father's Day. Yep, and actually we open up at 6 o'clock, which is two hours earlier tomorrow with the swap meet out on the Monster Midway at the fairgrounds. That's always a huge portion of this event, and then we run until 3 o'clock. Yeah, 3 o'clock, and the, and the gates close. And what's so great about Back to the 50s weekend are literally the cars are all over town because so many people are in from out of town that, that they're staying all over the area. And and certainly a ton of, ton of members and a ton of cars here from Minnesota, but as you pointed out, literally from all over the country and, and beyond come into this show. And it, it's... The fiftieth, I understand, is is coming up. This is number forty-eight, right? That's correct. Yeah, yeah we're so, going to have the fiftieth in a couple of years. We did lose a step because of COVID, but we're going to keep going. Now, I I suppose you're you're already talking about what what can we do for the fiftieth? A uh, couple of years down the road, there's got to be a great deal of excitement that that this event has gotten to the point where it is one of the marquee events of the summer. Here in the Twin Cities. Yeah, we're looking at a lot of different options, maybe some entertainment stepping up, um, some other things that we may be doing, especially for the kids. One of the things we expanded this year was something called Kids World. We used to have it for just Saturdays down in the by the grandstand. Now we have it all three days. It's sponsored by the Heartland Select Heartland Chevy dealers, and it's a, it's a huge place for the kids to be able to go and play, something you're not going to find in most other car shows. Yeah, so just shy of 10,000 cars. Once again, uh, gates open early tomorrow, 6 a.m. through 3 o'clock, and the event closes for 2022, 48th annual Minnesota Street Rod Association. Wally Burchill joining us. Um, and Let's talk a little bit about the membership of the Minnesota Street Rod Association. Um, I, I know there's a lot of younger people involved, and that, that's a big push really in any organization to make sure you're bringing in the new blood and getting kids excited uh, about this and, and getting excited about, in what I call an art form and uh, taking care of and, and you know potentially customizing these old cars. Yeah, and we're seeing a lot more kids starting to get engaged. I don't know if it's partly because of some of the, the uh, shows they're seeing on Motor Trend TV and some of the other um, online stuff, but we are seeing more interest from the kids, and especially in trucks and some of the other older vehicles that may not have had as much uh, following in the past. Yeah, and uh, the restorations can be a lot of work. Every now and then you'll see something that somebody dragged out of a barn somewhere and uh, they're going to work, and then eventually you'll see it. And, and what I also lo- have always loved about Back to the 50s, Wally, is, is you've got the finished product. And, and I've always been a big fan of the people that restore something to, to showroom. Like if I walked into a showroom in 1957, that's the car I would see. I've always been impressed by that. But, but certainly the customs and the street rods are, are also uh, very impressive. But what's also great about Back to the 50s is you, is you see cars that are in various stages of completion. They're not all done. People bring them out to the show, and may, maybe they, they still have, they're still a work in progress, and that's cool to see as well. And there's a new trend that we're really starting to see to uh, evolve, which is cars that are still original. 
some of them are barn finds that have been sitting in a barn for a number of years, yep. 50 years, 40 years, and they've gotten them back into running condition, but they've basically left them looking like what they looked when the original owner or the second owner put it away and forgot about it. Yeah, and and, and why not? Uh, uh, I, I have heard Father Time is undefeated, so... You, you might as well pay tribute. Well, Wally, great day, great event uh, on the fairgrounds. Back to the 50s, still a lot of fun. Uh, how late are the gates open tonight if people want to still come out? We'll be open until 10 o'clock tonight. The bands are starting about 7 o'clock, so there's a lot going on yet tonight. Everything's All up right. and running. All right, Wally, good to visit with you. Thanks. Good to talk to you, too. Thank you much. All right, there he is, Wally Burchill, a board member of the Minnesota Street Rod Association, our host at Back to the 50s every year on the fairgrounds. So there it is, just shy of 10,000 cars. And this is a huge, there's huge economic impact to this as well. You think about the people that come in from out of town, uh, the the hotels, the, the meals, et cetera, uh, so so it is a, a, a big, big deal, and I'm glad the weather has cooperated. going to be a little hot on Father's Day, but they're going to wrap it up at about 3 o'clock tomorrow. The doors close. It is 517 here at News Talk, 830-WCCO. Speaking of the heat, uh, heat indices in the triple digits the next couple of days. Bill Berghoff is going to join us from the National Weather Service here on News Talk, 830-WCCO. Breezy today, but uh, just in the 80s here in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul. We will take a big jump tomorrow. Humidity goes up, heat indices in the triple digits the next couple of days. And as a result, the National Weather Service has issued an excessive heat warning for the metro area going into effect tomorrow at 1 and continuing until uh, Monday uh, here in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis-St. Paul. Bill Borgoff joins us, meteorologist with the National Weather Service in Chanhassen. And, uh, Bill, thanks so much for joining us today. And uh, here we go, a couple of really warm days. Yeah, um, we're seeing uh, temperatures out in the plains right now in the 90s and 100s, and uh, that's going to be coming our way during uh, the day tomorrow. Yeah, and I wouldn't say it's unusual because we had a ridiculously hot June a year ago, and we can get to the triple digits in these parts, and it is not uncommon to see heat indices in the triple digits. So so the combination of heat and humidity, uh, pretty typical this time of year. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we see uh, probably two to four of these types of events every summer, so it's certainly not unusual. Um, it has been a relatively cool spring and early summer, so, you know, this is going to kind of be a a little shock to the system, but yeah, we do average a hundred degree day once every four or five years. So even if we do get to a hundred on Monday, it's not going to be, you know, record breaking. Yeah. And at weather.gov, uh, I, I'm there a lot on the map. I see the excessive heat warning that goes into effect tomorrow. And that's generally for the Twin Cities metro area. And I would assume the metro area with, with all the pavement, et cetera, has an amplifying effect on hot days like this. That's yeah, that's exactly right. Um, our criteria in the metro is slightly lower than the uh, the rural areas, just because of that uh, the urban heat island effect. Um, but it's going to be pretty dangerous everywhere. Um, we'll we'll see triple digits uh, heat indices, pretty widespread. Some areas could be uh, around 105, um, which will kind of increase the risk even further. But 
um, yeah, it's the bottom line is tomorrow and Monday is going to be hot, uh, pretty much area wide. Yeah, and uh, but just a couple of days before temps fall back a little bit, but it will stay warm and above average. Exactly. Yeah. So we'll fall back into the low 90s on Tuesday. Um, Wednesday will be in the 80s, and then we'll return back to the low 90s for uh, for next weekend. So. It does look like a pretty warm pattern, and unfortunately, it's also looking pretty dry. So we'll have to see if uh, the drought begins to creep back again like it did last summer. Yeah, and it, it was one of those where we, we did get a little good news on on the drought front uh, in the fall over the winter months. And, you know, I, I talked to my angler friends and said water levels on the lakes had returned, but it, it, it doesn't take long for that to go in the wrong direction, particularly when it's so hot. Exactly. Uh, I know my my lawn was growing like crazy just last week, and now it's, all of a sudden now it's starting to show heat stress. So, you know, it's, you know especially the lawns and gardens out there, they're going to dry up really quick. Um, you know, we're we're practically at the highest sun angle of, of the year uh, coming up during the next few days, and um, with the breezy conditions and temperatures near 100, yeah, things are things are going to dry up really quick. Yeah, and there is a large island of heat. We're we're talking uh, concerns about heat. Uh, eastern Montana, all of North Dakota, most of South Dakota, Nebraska, even into Kansas, and then a good chunk here of Minnesota. So that's that's over the next couple of days, and then things break. I I, I know you deal generally in the short term, the next seventy two hours, et cetera, but. What do, what does the trend look like out a couple of weeks? I know the longer range models are harder to predict, but what do things look like, Bill, for for the rest of the month? The rest of the month does look like it's going to be above normal. Um, <clears throat> so the uh, that day fourth, or I'm sorry, the day eight through fourteen day outlook from the Climate Prediction Center is forecasting above normal temperatures through the end of the month um, with below normal uh, precipitation. Um, so you know this pattern is probably going to last. Um, a couple weeks, and you know we may see you know cool down in early July before it returns again. Seems like over the last few years, these patterns generally last about two weeks, and then they break, and then they come back, and it's kind of like a cyclical pattern. All right. Well, Bill, thanks so much for the time today. Yep, you bet. Thanks for having me. All right. There, there's Bill Borga from the National Weather Service in Janhassen, but uh, you heard a couple of hot ones starting tomorrow, Sunday, Juneteenth at 1 o'clock. An excessive heat warning goes into effect, and that uh, will linger uh, through the 21st at 1 a.m., so uh, Monday night, Tuesday morning, and then that excessive heat warning. But beyond that, a large area heat advisory, as I mentioned a moment ago, uh, you've got uh, the excessive heat warning for the Red River Valley and the Twin Cities, but then beyond that, much of uh, much of Minnesota, the Arrowhead and the extreme southeast are really the only ones that are going to be under that excessive heat warning or that heat advisory. It is 527 here at News Talk, E3OWCCO. We'll have a detailed look at the forecast coming up in a moment. Another check of that U.S. Open leaderboard, Will Zalatoris. He's done. Uh, he shot a 67 today, and he is the clubhouse leader at four under par. John Rahm, one back. Matt Fitzpatrick, three back. Scotty Scheffler got to six under par, the Masters champ. Then he went double bogey 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 
gave four back in three holes. He's tied with Colin Morikawa and others in the third round of the U.S. Open. But Will Zalatoris done for the day. So far, 69-70-67 today. Matt Fitzpatrick a moment ago joined him atop the leaderboard at four under par. And then it's John Rahm all alone in third at minus three. Now Keegan Bradley, Sam Burns, Aaron Wise, Colin Morikawa at minus two. Adam Hadwin at minus one. Scotty Scheffler is now at minus one along with Rory McIlroy and uh, Scheffler. All sorts of problems on the back nine at the country club. This looks like my card when I'm playing well. Double bogey, 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 bogey uh, for Scotty Scheffler. Uh, Kerry Clatt is our producer. Uh, Kerry, you've probably never done that. Double bogey, 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 bogey. He is on the bogey train uh, on on the back nine. Yeah, you don't want to be there, do you? No. No. <laughs> and he he was in good shape. I'm like, oh, Scotty Scheffler, the Masters champ. He got to six under par, and now he's given back five back in four holes. So not a good stretch for Scotty. It seems like a really good guy. I'm not rooting against him, but a, a tough stretch. Rory McIlroy, tough day today, three over through 12. He just hasn't been able to get it going with the putter. What, what I've seen, and granted, I'm focused on what I'm doing on the radio. Don't don't get me wrong. Me but too. I, me too. <laughs> but I do have the golf. I mean, it is the U.S. Open. I do have the golf, and and I've seen Rory miss some putts, some makeable putts so far today. So we'll we'll continue to keep you up, up to date on that. When we come back, detailed look at the forecast uh, beyond these two real hot days. What does it look? Uh, for the coming week. And then we'll talk to Doe Young Park, who covers the Twins for MLB.com. Uh, twins took a step back last night. They hit the ball hard, but not a lot to show for it. Uh, they get beat 7-2. to two. Same two teams tonight in Arizona. Our coverage begins with the pregame show and uh, the lineup card with Chris Atterbury at 8.30. Corey Provost, Dan Gladden with all the play-by-play at 9.10 tonight. Here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile Prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Game two of the three-game set, Twins and Diamondbacks from downtown Phoenix tonight. Late start, pregame 8.30, Chris Atterbury, Corey Provis, Dan Gladden, with all the play-by-play at 9-10, Dylan Bundy scheduled to get the start for the Minnesota Twins tonight as uh, he tries to get on track for the Twins. And, and a guy who was really a big key, Devin Smeltzer, struggled a bit on Friday night in the 7-2 loss. Twins hit the ball hard early and ended up getting beat 7-2. to Kind of a weird night at Chase Field. Doe Young Park covers the Twins for MLB.com and joins us now and uh, Byron Buxton hit the ball extremely hard in the game. I uh, had something to show for it, but uh, uh, it looks like the, the Twins' bats deserved maybe a little bit more last night in Phoenix. I feel like there, you said there's, it was a bit of a weird night at Chase Field, but I feel like you know, that sort of night happens more often than not. Like it's kind, of, kind of that ballpark, you know, with the like humidor and Sneaky altitude at sneaky thin air. I know, like, Coors Field in Colorado gets all the fame and the rep for that, but I feel like uh, Chase Field doesn't get the credit it's due as a hitter's park where that sort of weird thing happens. I mean, Buxton took advantage. A lot of Diamondbacks took advantage. Some of the balls didn't land, and as Rocco said, that's just kind of what happens sometimes, but as long as they're hitting the ball hard, they'll take that. Yeah, and I saw the exit velocities for Byron Buxton just absolutely ridiculous in the game last night. Uh, he he's on a tear. Uh, certainly bodes well for the Minnesota Twins if he can stay healthy and stay hot. Goes without saying. But I brought up Devin Smeltzer. He'd been such a good story, and I don't know if he took a step back last night, but it wasn't a particularly good start for him. Yeah, and I think uh, that's just going to be one of those things where when you have a guy like Devin Smeltzer who doesn't have the overpowering stuff, he kind of the more of a finesse guy and he's not going to blow you away with anything he's going to be a pitch mix kind of guy it's not going to be it's, it's not always there's more variance that comes into play when you have a skill set like that and I mean it's just like like I said it's just kind of one of those things it's chase field those sorts of things are going to happen I think um, you know Smelter has less margin for error when it comes to those sorts of things and that's not to say I think that's predictive of anything to come or anything like that it's just going to happen when you've got a guy like that and uh, the Twins are just going to have to take that, move on, and hope that he flushes it for the next time. Yeah, Madison Bumgarner, six innings, nine hits, a uh, couple of runs in the game last night. And, you know, he's, he's a, a crafty veteran at this point. And, uh, you know, at, at, once again, some hard-hit balls, but at other times kept the Twins off balance. And then late in the game, uh, the, the, the Twins particularly didn't have a lot of good at-bats against their bullpen. 
Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing that we've been thinking about, or it's been come up as a, it's been coming up as a topic of conversation more frequently these days. But in aggregate, the offense's numbers have been tremendous, and there have been days where they'll like face like a Garrett Cole, or they're or they're going to face like a Shane Baz from the Rays, or like a Jameson Tyone or an Esther Cortez, and they're just going to take great at bat after great at bat after great at bat. I mean, there's just other days where. It's just, a, it's just a very hot and cold offense, and I don't know that there is a sense for that. I feel like when you ask them, there's a lot of, like, variants and a lot of just good pitchers like Madison Bumgarner or like a Jeffrey Springs or uh, some other – one of those other guys that, you know, has pitched a good game against them where they say, well, you know, those guys are just jumping. At a certain point, you've got to give them credit where credit's due. And um, like I said, as a whole – the offense is hitting the ball hard right now. I think they, like, out-expected batting average the Diamondbacks by, like, 100 points yesterday. Obviously, in aggregate, I think they're one of the top three offenses in the American League right now. And he's got to – and they are just trusting that in the long run, those sorts of numbers will just pay off with more wins than losses. And I think that's something that's happened so far at this point. Yeah, one of the young guys that they, they've really counted on, and he's been derailed by injury, uh, ironically was called up from AAA St. Paul to replace an injured player, and I'm speaking of Alex Kirilov, who took over for Jorge Polanco, who was put on the 10-day injured list on, on Friday. And, you know, they, they still have big plans for Kirilov, and uh, they, they'd love to have him settle in, stay healthy, and, and be a part of this thing going forward. And that was the tough part because that was the original plan. I mean, the original plan was for Kirilov to be your left-handed, like, platoon guy at first base and left field, like, from day one. I mean, he had that job. They wanted him to hold that job. They wanted him to yep. keep that job. They obviously thought he would never see the minor leagues again, I think, um, after they uh, after they called him up, really, uh, last year before the wrist injuries took hold. I think there was a sense of, like, well, this guy is clearly ready. I mean, they thought he was clearly ready enough that they called him up for the 2020 playoffs for that series to make his debut. Uh, it's just one of those things where, I mean, the risk has obviously been an issue, and I think that's been the big topic of the conversation. And it was just one of those things where, you know, he had the cortisone shot. He needs to feel out what things look like there. He needs to kind of get his swing back to where it was before the risk kind of, you know, caused him to adjust this way or maybe, like, compensate for the wrist in some ways with the swing. And I think he's obviously done that. And I mean, the results speak for themselves. It's, it's funny because before he came up, I would have pointed to Alex Kirilov as like the highest floor hitting prospect that the Twins had near the top of their system. Like no matter what his upside or like how, how long it might take to reach his upside, he's going to, I thought he was going to have a very high floor. He's going to be yeah. in and be a capable major league bat right away. Obviously, the risk changes that a little bit, but the way he's hitting in AAA, I mean, that's the Alex Kirilov they've seen in the past. And at least, like, until proven otherwise, I might be the minority on this, but I actually think he will get back in the major leagues once he's found this form unless proven otherwise. And the club obviously needs that right now with um, the runs kind of coming in bunches in the way that they are. Though Young Park joining us, covers the Twins for MLB.com. Joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker hotline with Polanco on the shelf now. Uh, that probably means Louise Horais uh, will, will spend a fair amount of time at second base. Do you agree? Yeah, I think Luis Horais will spend the vast majority of the time at second base. I think, I mean, he's their leadoff hitter against right handed team. I think he's been hitting in the five hole against left. He's the guy that... 
at full health, the Twins are going to have a lot of guys that they're going to platoon, right? Like, they're going to platoon Trevor Larnick and Alberto Celestino. They're going to be platooning, uh, you know, Jose Miranda and Alex Yeah, the, the 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 phone has gone south. We're going to see if we can uh, maybe reset uh, the phone for for Do Young Park here. Uh, yep, I. All right. Sorry about that. Yeah. Well, well, it's just if you if you got me now, it's just one of those things where yep. you know, yeah, he was platooning to an extent, but at the same time, there was. Just, he's not hitting lefties as well as he does righties, but he's still hitting lefties and taking the veteran at bats and taking clutch at bats. He's got a little pop to the point where they want him in there almost every day. And so I think, uh, yeah, he's going to see a lion's share of that back to second base while Polanco is down really for the first time in his career, which is stunning for Polanco, the Iron Man that he's been for Rocco's squad. Um, one of the other things I, I wanted to bring up is as we approach the end of June, uh, there, there will be a lot of speculation about what what clubs around the major leagues are going to do. I, I I would think at this point in time, with their position and the fact that uh, this this division is very winnable, uh, the Twins are in first place going into the game tonight. They get a ton of games, eight games with Cleveland in the next two weeks. They're close as pursuer. It's been a struggle for the White Sox. You would think the Twins would be buyers and want to find pitching and would probably want to find a starter, uh, would want to find bullpen help. Oh, yeah, without question. I mean, they're going to be buyers without question, unless things go really, really south. Um, in this uh, next stretch against uh, Cleveland and Chicago, I think I saw that they got, like, around a full third of their games remaining this season just against Cleveland and Chicago, like, among all the teams. Right. So lots of uh, those division-defining matchups coming up, to be sure. Uh, but I don't think there's any question that this team is going to be buying. I mean, obviously, like, there's going to be a lot of attention around, like, kind of the big-name starters that are going to be moving at the deadline. That's kind of going to be the uh, Frankie Montes from Oakland, Tyler Maley and Luis Castillo from Cincinnati, those kinds of guys. And then I think, more than anything, I think the bigger need is going to be in the bullpen where you really kind of see the cracks in the back forming. Where I mean, you've got the one-two punch of Joan Duran and Emilio Pagan in the back, and Pagan hasn't looked the part at times this year, but he's really kind of locked it down as of late. But then Joe Smith is starting to fall through a little bit. Tyler Duffy is not Tyler Duffy anymore, it seems. And a lot of these kind of pieces that they were hoping to rely on just haven't been there, so they've had to cobble things together with you know, Griffin Jacks, who's actually emerged as a fantastic bullpen piece, and uh, a guy like Jarrell Cotton, who's been, like, DFA'd and added back to the 40-man a couple times, and now he's pitching meaningful seventh innings for the team. I think they need to come out of this with, like, two-ish solid relievers at minimum to kind of supplant what they got in the back, where I think you've got Duran, I think you've got you've got Emilio Pagan, you've got Griffin Jacks, you've got Caleb Thielbar in spots, but, like, not a lot of moving guys back there, and I think that's really going to be kind of the glaring area of emphasis with a veteran, stable back-end armor, too, to really kind of help nail down these leads. All right, well, good to visit with you as always, Joe. Take care. Thanks so much for the time. Thanks a lot, Steve. Appreciate you and enjoy this weather. All right, there he is, Joe Young Park, joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline, and we we do uh, apologize uh, for the audio at times, but uh, he's always got such great information. Uh, we wanted to hang in there. So, the Twins, 
tonight uh, take on uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks down in Phoenix. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the temperature differential is going to be. Let's say this. It'll be uh, more humid here than it will be in Arizona on uh, Sunday uh, for, for sure. Uh, we'll have more humidity in the air. The actual air temp could be a little bit hotter uh, down in the Valley of the Sun. It will be Dylan Bundy on the mound tonight uh, for the Twins. He's 3-3, three and three, his ERA just shy of 6. and It would be huge if he could find something and uh, turn it around. Twins coming off a 7-2 loss. And uh, they cling to a lead in the division. They're 37 and 29. Once again, our pregame show, Chris Hatterberry at 8:30. First pitch just after nine here on News Talk. E3OWCCO. Twins on the radio late tonight. They're out in Phoenix. They'll be on the air at 8:30. Chris Atterbury, Dylan Bundy on the mound. And then again tomorrow, we want to get you up to date on our Sunday sports coverage. We'll have the huddle. Mike Max, Pete Najarian between 10 and noon. And then inside Twins at 2, pregame 2.30 with Chris Hatterberry, Corey Provost, Dan Gladden on getaway day. And then they uh, return home, and they have a day off on Monday and open a three-game series with the Cleveland Guardians at Target Field. And that'll be Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday matinee, and then Colorado in town next weekend uh, for the Twins. And then after that, they go to Cleveland and have five games with the Guardians. And right now they are one game back in the division. They're 33-27. and 27. Uh, The Twins have played more games. Uh, the Twins at 37-29. and 29. So the Twins, two up in the loss column, but four up in the win column. But it shows Cleveland just one game back. But a ton of head-to-head games coming up between those two ball clubs um, over the next couple of weeks. Once again, three next week, and then the following week, five in Cleveland. Five and four days there. Uh, Let's check that U.S. Open leaderboard. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick is now at five under par, and he is still on the course playing 18. Will Zalatoris is done for the day. He's at minus four. Keegan Bradley's at two under. Adam Hadwin's two under. John Rahm's two under par. Sam Burns minus one. Scotty Scheffler minus one. Scotty Scheffler had a double and three consecutive bogeys on the back nine before getting a par on 15 and a par on 16. Uh, He's still in the hunt at one under par. Rory McIlroy at one under par. Joel Damon at minus one. So there you have it. Those are the players under par on a tough day. A cool and breezy in Boston today, and the scores have certainly reflected that. But Matt Fitzpatrick uh, trying to get in on 18 with the lead. Will Zalatoris is the clubhouse leader at minus four at the U.S. Open. Uh, we haven't talked a ton of hockey today, but the NHL Stanley Cup final continues tonight in Colorado, and the Tampa Bay Lightning and Colorado Avalanche go at it. Colorado won game one. Uh, Tampa Bay can square the series before they head back home to Florida uh, for game two or game three on Monday night. But game two in Denver tonight, Tampa Bay and Colorado, and that is the 7 o'clock start our time. I would not be shocked if Tampa Bay found a way to get it done tonight and then they go home 
Uh, they're the two-time defending Stanley Cup champs. And, and Colorado's had a wonderful year. I think Colorado has more uh, scoring talent, but uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning are are proven and, and battle-tested. So uh, certainly, uh, in, in my opinion, still the team to beat in the Stanley Cup final. All right, let's get you up to date on that weather uh, one more time because it's going to be hot uh, for Father's Day here in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis, St. Paul, and beyond. And let's start with that excessive heat warning that goes into effect tomorrow at 1 o'clock on that Sunday, Juneteenth, and uh, Father's Day. Here in the Twin Cities, we will top out uh, the official high temp tomorrow is predicted to be 97 with the heat index topping out at 101. And then on Monday, at a predicted high 99, with the heat index as high as 106. It'll cool down a little bit on Tuesday and Wednesday. So highs in the low 90s on Tuesday, upper 80s on Wednesday, and then right back into the low 90s later in the week. Hey, a big thanks to Gary Clyde, our producer. Big thanks to you for tuning in. Enjoy the remainder of your weekend here on News Talk. E3LWCCO. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone. Whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.